Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mindful Revamp Podcast. My name is Gabrielle, and I will be your host. This is going to be a space where we get real and we get deep about the emotional pain and suffering that we encounter as human beings. It is happening to all of us, and here at the Mindful Revamp Podcast, we're going to dive in, and we are going to adventure as we explore mindfulness and how we can use the power of this present moment to heal and to revamp the way that we show up in the world, the way that we exist for ourselves and for others so that we can live more peaceful and present lives and so that we can create an earth, a world that supports this further for everyone. Hi, and we are back for the second episode of the Mindful Revamp Podcast. Thank you so much to any and all of you who have hopped on this podcast journey with me. I am very new to this, and so anybody who's showing up to support, know that I see you, honor you, appreciate you, thank you. Today I want to talk to you about some of the things that I've been exploring and learning for myself, along with how I've been integrating those things with the things that I already know and have been considering or practicing for years. So what I've been diving into, learning a bit more about what it means to be present. And as you know, obviously, I am all about gaining presence and particularly gaining peace through the present moment. This acknowledgement of this present moment really being the only thing that exists, whatever we can perceive right now, whether it be through our sense of sight, smell, touch, any one of our five senses, through what we can experience in the world around us, right now, right this very moment. Whatever you personally can sense on your body, in your mind, emotionally, in your environment right now, wherever you can feel pressure on your body, perhaps from where you're seated, where you're standing, all of that is literally all that matters right now. It's the only thing actually occurring in your immediate world, within your immediate existence. And that doesn't mean to say that there aren't other things happening at the same time, other very uncomfortable or distressing things happening to other people at the same time. And those things and at those times, those are all happening outside of your immediate perception. So 
I say all of this just to really harp on the significance of right now, the significance of this present moment. Because through all of the suffering that we endure, through all of the hard things that we're going to encounter in our lives, there's so many of the things, right? There's so many things that when I say the word suffering, there's probably different images that come to mind, different experiences, stories. Maybe you see yourself at certain ages during your life doing certain things, experiencing certain things. There's a story. There's so many stories that we have, that other people have. But our true existence isn't a story. It isn't even linear. It's just a single point. Our existence only occurs right now, on this point, this point right now. And so even if we live a tragic story, each isolated point in which we exist is every single one of those isolated points tragic? I imagine that can't be possible. It can't be possible that every single one of these isolated moments is tragic. We make them feel tragic when we ignore the fact that tragedy doesn't actually exist right now. It exists in the mind, in a story that we're telling ourselves about the past or about the future. And it doesn't have to be tragedy either. This can just be stress or stories about our discomfort. But we are not a story. We are just existing from point to point to point to point at any given moment. And that's all that really matters. Okay, so on what I've been learning about. <clears throat> and I use the word ignore. And I want to I touch on that. Because I've been listening to some lectures by Alan Watts on Zen Buddhism. On the idea of mushin, no-mindedness, presence. It raises an important question for me because I talk about mindfulness and here is this concept of no-mindedness and are they the same thing? What is this? How do these exist together? Are they the same? Are they the same? So this is something I'm currently exploring and considering for myself. And in listening to Alan Watts, one of the things that he brought up in a lecture is the word ignorance, this idea that we are often ignorant of many things, often ignorant of what's happening in our present moment, and 
specifically focusing on the word ignore within that. We are full of this ignore-ence. We are ignoring truths that exist all around us all the time and within us all the time. And in ignoring those truths, we become distressed and full of anguish because we're so consumed with the thing that bothered us five minutes ago, an hour ago, a day ago, a year ago. Or we're so anxious about who we are in this world and who we will be in this world a minute from now, an hour ago, or an hour from now, a year from now. We're stuck in these places and in these times that don't actually exist for us. Now, if we wanted to get really deep and philosophical about time in the universe, I might start talking to you about how, well, perhaps everything is existing all at once and the future and the present and the past are all stacked on one another and overlapped and we don't move through time, but time moves through us. But I won't get too complicated. <laughs> From what we can perceive in the human bodies we exist in and with the human minds that we have, this present moment is all that really matters. That's it. So if we chose not to ignore this truth, then we open our mind up to the entertainment that is constantly around us. The bubbles from the soap in the sink. As I swish it around on the sponge, these bubbles that appear all over the plate, they suddenly become so entertaining and fun. And meaningful, dare I say? <laughs> Suddenly, the pressure from my feet standing on the ground becomes something of significance and something that feels powerful. The sound of the birds chirping outside is glorious. And we can start to acknowledge that there's so much happening around us every single moment, whether it's the way that the light is reflecting off the stainless steel refrigerator or the way that the grain in the wood table appears or the pattern of the paint on the wall. There's just all of these different things that are happening in our present moment that we can actually look at as tools, as tools for helping us to connect more deeply with our truth, which is that here we are. Here we are. This is a truth I think we can agree on. We are here, here we are. Now. So, in one of these lectures, Alan Watts was talking about the training of swordsmen, right? Back in the day, 
these swordsmen that are trained with some pretty Zen principles, right? They're learning to be so present and so unassuming and without any expectation from the universe so that they can respond rapidly. They can respond quickly and effectively because rather than assuming or expecting that danger is coming from one side and so then leaning in that direction to find out it's actually coming from the other side and by that time it's too late, these swordsmen were being trained to just exist. Stop anticipating and just be fully present. And so it was interesting and kind of comical the way that he described what this training looked like for a lot of these students. And they would just be going about their day doing chores the way we would do household chores. And then the master would come up from any which way and just smack the student with a stick. And so eventually this student being smacked over and over and over again from every direction without being able to anticipate it gives up, surrenders, surrenders to this understanding that I'm going to get smacked. And once the student was able to surrender, the student was able to respond effectively instead of just getting smacked. And this really got me thinking, well, we aren't all swordsmen, but is there a lesson here for us, for all of us? We aren't being smacked upside the head by a master. so that we might learn to be master swordsmen ourselves. But I would say that as a human being, we are being smacked on the head with suffering unexpectedly throughout our lives. During times we would never expect encountering things we would never hope for or perhaps even wish on our worst enemy. It's not a physical smack, but it is an emotional one. And then how can we use this idea of surrender? This idea of acknowledging that life is going to happen. Life is going to bring suffering and I'm not going to be able to predict it. How might coming to terms with this allow us to live more peaceful lives on a moment-to-moment basis, affirming life is suffering. It will be suffering. And I surrender It will be that way. And when we surrender and when we start to acknowledge that right now is the only moment that we exist in and when we aren't 
present in the right now, are we even really existing? Well, now maybe we can prepare ourselves for the smack without anticipating, without trying so hard to prepare ourselves just simply by living with presence and with full mindfulness of what's happening in our environment and what's happening with our senses so that we can be mindless about all the details of the suffering that's existed in the past and that might exist in the future. So what? Yes, it has. Yes, it will. And here we are. So I think about this lesson. I think about these swordsmen. And I wonder what if we just started to apply these stories to our lives and imagine, pretend you are the swordsman and you are preparing for battle. You are preparing for the suffering that you are going to encounter in your life. And how do you prepare? You prepare by being fully present with yourself. You prepare by surrendering to the suffering. You prepare by releasing attachment to the past and releasing attachment to the future. And on a scientific note, this mindfulness, this present way of living, this practice of it on a regular basis literally strengthens the brain. It makes it so that the neural pathways that connect the back emotion center of the brain to the front rational thinking center of the brain, it actually repairs those neural pathways that are damaged by trauma and by stress. So the science even shows it today that yes, yes, the brain research supports that mindfulness is going to strengthen your brain and it's going to help you Prepare for battle. This battle we call life. And we don't have to try so hard to do it. We just have to be. To be with ourselves, to be present, and to acknowledge that right here, right now, this existence and what I am doing in this moment is all that matters. And that it can provide you peace. It can provide us all peace. So I encourage you moving forward with your day, with your week, consider yourself as the swordsman preparing for the suffering that you will encounter while wandering along this life. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. You can now access my mental wellness programs via my website, Mindful Revamp. 
workshops. 12 Weeks of Wellness is a recorded series with 12 50 to 75 minute workshops that offer in-depth mental health theory, guided mindfulness, and creative processing. While Baby Love provides 12 20 to 35 minute recorded workshops that help parents of young children improve their relationships with their child through their inner work. Hear me next time on the Mindful Revamp Podcast.